You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat podcast. Now, here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the overtime. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Midnight Carmody, and Gills Gilbert right here with two dogs, one of them who's farting. It's horrible. It's My eyes are watering. It's been four months since I've had COVID since I first got Zach's COVID, immune to fart smell. I still can't smell. <laughs> Man, working from home is great, but the dog farts are just something you don't walk into like a normal studio and there's a dog farting it's just i don't know this is the overtime if you're not familiar with what the overtime is i am sorry this is all the stuff that you shouldn't ask us but you will go ahead and ask us it probably has very little or nothing to do with sports or kansas state sports and that's why it's the overtime we had the first half the second half now the overtime and this is the overtime it's a separate podcast we do it every friday and it's back and i put in sound effects like this one right here And our questions are going to be read by Ryan Gills Gilbert, and we're sponsored by The Fridge. I need to get into The Fridge. I need to get something. I love how that's always the read. It's we're sponsored by the fridge. Man, I really need to get in there. I just don't go places. When you work at home, you don't freaking leave. Like I went to a certain uh, place the other night to pick up to go uh, fajitas, um, and it was kind of cool because because I left the house and it was kind of chilly out. Okay. Yeah. They bring him. Did they bring him to your car? Yeah, like it's at great. The curb? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dude went with me too. Dude was hanging out in the back seat. Nice. Yeah. And uh, we picked up the feet as it came home. That was a big adventure for me. I left the house. Working from home's weird, man. It's just weird. I'm gonna have to get back to going to lunch. Just go go meet friends at lunch. I am unpopular. I am ugly. No one likes me. Any questions? I used to know a lot of people. Now I know you three monkeys. <laughs> that's a good thing, though, right? Yeah, it's good. It's good. And I know Nestor. I know Nestor. <laughs> Raggyville met Nestor. Whatnot. Great dude. Great dude. Oh, we'll get into the fridge. Um, I am currently still soaking seven liters of very good vodka, little Austin-based vodka with blueberries and blackberries that's we're about done with that soak people don't soak enough they you're supposed to really let it get in there and infuse it they just kind of flavor their vodka not here no we're gonna buy the good stuff from the fridge we're gonna do it right i'll bring you guys some stuff gills you'll enjoy it mm-hmm. you really are big into that kind of thing some bush lattes would be great <laughs> <laughs> Here's your questions from Wabash Station. Oh, boy. Hold on. First question to the overtime from Anderson Blumont with the NBAF opening on the horizon. Oh, sorry. What? It's InBath. It says NBAF, so it's pronounced. Technically, I was correct. It's pronounced. I thought it was a spinoff of the WNBA. (laughs) The NBA female. With Someone who hasn't lived here for the last 15 years. Jeez. Honestly, I'm not embarrassed for this one. I don't know what this is. Well, everybody thinks that you should be. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. (laughs) Isn't there technically a D in there? That's what she said. There should be. I thought originally there was. It was National Bio Defense Agriculture. Agro Bio Defense. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Whatever. With that thing opening on the horizon and the steady growth of Manhattan, what do you see the university, also the town, being in five to ten years? Crowded. Going to have to actually plan to get across town. I I also expect road construction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I expect at least one... Major block of Aggieville. So facing Morrow between Manhattan and 11th, one of those four major blocks will go vertical. Completely tear down the entire block in the next 10 years, and you'll start seeing stuff go vertical. That's my bold prediction because seeing how the courtyard's gone up, seeing how the lofts on the other side of, of Bluemont have gone up, how the Bluemont Hotel's gone up, everything's going up. 
So we fielded a question. Uh, we were down in Aggieville at so long, and you now can, they now have like covered areas across the sidewalk. You can't carry your alcohol across the sidewalk because that's Manhattan and they'd tase you. Uh, but the waitress can bring it out to you. Makes no freaking sense. <clears throat> but we're standing out there waiting on a table, and she asked um, if there was going to be a bar atop the new courtyard by Marriott. And and you pointed out, well, there is an up, upper bar, like a balcony at the Bluemont, and that's pretty cool. They've had events up there, but it's right. not ever open all the time. Yeah, it, it's cool. I mean, it would be cool to have a rooftop bar. But what I learned from going in the Bluemont and looking out across Aggieville, oh, my God, it's not attractive. No, I mean, who seriously planned for someone to be looking at your roof? I mean, it's the most hodgepodge, nasty-looking set of roofs, but I agree with you. They're going to have to go. And that's really that corridor on Bluemont. I think eventually we'll see the liquor store and gas station and honestly, the Popeyes, I think will sell. I think Popeyes probably regrets going there. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt it. It should have never been built. It should have never been built. And how many people are going to that Kansas State Bank? Can't be many. Mm. I mean, it's a tiny little branch. You know, at what point one downtown too? At what point do they just say, let's shut it down and sell the building? And turn it into rubble. What are they going to do with the Rickles horse? Probably. We can steal it, put it in our house. Exactly. You said horse? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The horse on top of Rickles. I did not hear it as horse because he kind of drew it out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they actually have those there. Yeah. I don't think that's appropriate. Um, other prediction on the scenic drive, K-18 exit where they have the roundabouts. Around there, my next prediction, next five to ten years, that'll get developed with stores, yeah. such as like a Walmart or something wow. something that the west side doesn't really have. I don't know if they'd put a Walmart there because Junction City is pretty close, and that's a lot of combo business, I guess. You'd probably siphon off a lot How about from, a Lowe's? from the other ones. But a Lowe's, you know, just think Barnes & Noble, maybe not, maybe not the best idea, but just stuff that we don't have in books, Manhattan. Books are selling big these days. You know? Yeah. I think City <laughs> Park is going to get renovated eventually. Well, that's a fact. They're, yeah. They've got the plans. I mean, it, I don't know how quickly, but... What's in those plans? I couldn't what? tell. They're, they've made pictures of them. Seco Park is going to get turfed. The, and yeah. they want they want to have... Make that extremely modern. Seco Park's going to have a big major renovation over the next five, ten years. You know, a lot of the parks are getting updated, but... I don't know if that's the best money spent. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think we're going to see that Aggieville corridor, whether it's on Morrow or adjacent to Morrow, go vertical. That's the plan. I mean, it's kind of tamped down now because the student enrollment's down and, you know, students aren't always here now because of remote learning in this current situation. But the city is really focused on getting students back to living in that area of town. I mean, because students have spilled out with rental properties all across town. I mean, we've got a rental adjacent to one of our, we've got like two back fence neighbors, a crazy one and a rental one. The rental one are the better neighbors. But um, I mean, that's, I'm not saying, oh, Lord, there's a rental in there. But that's happening all over town. And there's a shortage of family dwellings. So it just doesn't make sense. It makes sense to have more and more apartments, vertical living in that area adjacent to Aggieville and campus. It'd be good for the housing market and good for businesses. I mean, it really would be to have that many students within walking distance of, of the Aggieville business district it would be fan-freaking-tastic. But yeah, I know that one bar owner, excuse me, not one bar owner, one property owner owned a good chunk of that south side of the first block of Morrow. And I don't know if he still does, but... That I think that was his plan all along was to take down and go up. And if they ever build a garage right behind him, which I don't know that they will now, I think they'll end up developing what's what is behind kites and yard bar will be developed. The city will sell that when the garages are open. Absolutely. You don't think they're going to make it another garage? The other garage is supposed to be a smaller one there across from where Wahoo was. Now Nico's literally that little lot there. And one slice of its private lot will be a smaller garage right there. Hmm. 
I think that you could make it another garage there and still have business fronts on it and have the, have the cars behind it. So No, I agree. I, I mean, that might be what someone does. Makes a private lot there, or maybe they, the city just sells off the storefront areas and builds a, builds a garage above it. That would be my preference. It would also be my preference to move the, the substation off of Morrow and into that kind of location where they have plenty of parking for police and get them off of Morrow. Get them, get their vehicles away from taking limited parking. But I think Morrow is going to be pedestrian here pretty soon. At the very, at the very least, it'll be nice and bricked, like they've done in front of the courtyard, in front of Tanner's, and so long, Lucha. My favorite idea, and this wouldn't, you couldn't go vertical if you did this, was the director of Aggieville Business proposed roofing Aggieville, not like like P and L. You know, a, a canopy cover over the top of it to make it all weather. You'd still be cold and hot, but you wouldn't have rain or snow on top of you. And then run a zip line down the middle of Aggieville. I love that idea. I it's freaking not, love it. It's not Fremont Street. I love it. It's not Fremont Street, Fitz. It's great. I, okay. <laughs> if you say so. Everything, everything Vegas should be in Manhattan. We should have gambling. There should be a casino. There's, there really, there really should be a, a good sports bar, sports book in Aggieville, where you can just get on your phone and watch all the games. Something better than a Wild Wings. Dare I say, better than a Tanner's? Hmm. That's not possible. Hmm. That'd be a good so move for Tanner's. Well, I think you could make a more comfortable viewing experience because when you sit at Tanner's for a while. On those stools, it's just kind of like, ah, uh, I can't really sit here and watch yeah, games. It's not very That's true of almost any bar, yeah. though. Yeah. Anytime you're dealing with high rent areas, you're going to be very efficient in your yeah, use of space. Yeah, turnover. All right, next one again from Anderson Blumont. Is it time to start talking about conference realignment again, or do we need to wait until the media grant of rights get closer yeah. to expiring, and when is that? That'll set it off. But we're into the unknown. And I did a daily delivery about the whole regional sports networks thing and how that whole idea is falling apart. I I know people want to push back on it, but it's this exact same thing that we went through when sports went from local broadcasting and national broadcasting. I mean, the Big 12 network used to be on like your CBS affiliate. 38 the spot. Right. That's what it used to be. And then we went to cable, and oh no, I gotta get cable. Well, that's gonna happen with streaming. And you will pay directly for it. It's free on my cable. No, it's not. You pay every month for all of those sports channels. You don't know it, but you are. So you might as well pay for exactly for what you want, which is streaming, college sports, or whatever. That has to be shaken out. I contend that the Big 12 should be using a consultant right now to try to sort out what is going on in that area and how to make it work. Because the first one in that figures it out could be incredibly profitable at it. You really could be. You could set off a number of entities bidding on you. That just doesn't happen anymore. You have so limited choices because of what ESPN has become. The rights thing has to be sorted out, but the whole world of rights is changing, evolving very quickly. Congratulations on the ACC for adopting a dinosaur right before they go extinct. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. essentially what those regional networks are. The Longhorn Network is going to be virtually useless because it will become a streaming entity, and that's better for it. You want it? Here, I don't care if you live in upstate New York or Austin. It's five bucks a month. You can have it. You don't have to get the right package that has the Longhorn Network, which means almost none. It's crazy. Streaming is where it's going to all end up. It's where most of the sports will end up. And I think the big wild card for me is NBC losing Notre Dame. What do they do? Do they come in and say, hey, Big Ten, Hey, Big 12, you want to be our new thing? I mean, do they want to get into that? Here's the power of sports, though, and you got to understand this. What makes this so valuable is sports is the only thing remaining in television entertainment that people 
sit through the ads because you watch it live. And if you've got a branded ad on your screen or they go to break, guys, I think the most effective ads are when they continue the a camera and the split screen goes to an mm-hmm. ad that plays and you can sit there and watch the camera, but you're still almost listening to a radio advertisement. You're probably not watching it. That's really effective. You can't do that with anything else. You watch The Voice, American Idol. You don't watch it live. You watch it taped and you go through the ads. Now, streaming, they make you watch the ads if you don't pay a certain amount of money, and I get that, but those are a lot fewer ads. So you watch them. They're smart about that. So, yeah, I mean, sports is very valuable, and uh, it's going to change, and you're going to pay directly for what you want. You would want Formula One, racing, those kind of things. I mean, the fact is... F1 TV launched a couple of years ago, and you already have it. You can watch, at least in America, it's not like this in every country because Sky Sports and a bunch of other networks you know, across Europe still own the direct rights and the direct streaming rights. But, for instance, ESPN has all of the rights for F1 for free. They don't pay a dime for them, but F1 gets to sell... You know, they're ex- well. It's not. Ex- it's not even exclusive. They can sell their own their own package. So if you want to watch F1 TV, you can. Or if you want to watch ESPN because you have ESPN, you can do that too. I mean, so- look at WWE it had its own streaming service. It was had multiple channels. It was on Peacock. Bought it. Now, if you want to watch that, you got to right. It's all yeah. on Peacock. Yeah. the The network was created, and then. Really, I think it was more of a partnership between NBC and and WWE because they were already on the USA Network. Right. So I think they just kind of said, "Hey, let's just consolidate here and make it make but it better." They paid them like a billion dollars yeah. for it. That alone tells you how valuable sports entertainment is. So yeah, it's it's coming, but boy, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a confusing world. And I'm gonna be really blunt here. I don't trust a bunch of old white dudes that can't figure out how to hook up their cable still, let alone streaming, to dive into these issues. I mean, it's not something you can just educate yourself on during the negotiations. You better have consultants that really know where it's going, really know what it's about. If you have that, that's valuable, man. If you, That's going to be really valuable. And I got a buddy who I want to talk to about. That's what you should be doing. You've got background in this. The heart of the question, though, is, you know, when is realignment going to start happening? It'll be 2023. That's when these contracts are up. So, the, you know, we're, we're about 18 months away. You better from, start right now. We're about 18 months away before things actually get probably even less than that. We're probably... Probably about 12 months away. And I can guarantee you the Big 12 has had some discussions about this. There's no real planning. They're going to sit back and watch again. They're going to repeat the same mistakes they made last time. And someone's coming after Oklahoma and Texas. And it's game over for the conference if you lose that battle, which you almost lost the first time. But if you don't get proactive, this is going to be another Mountain West or part of the Mountain West. Do you have more faith in Bob Bowlesby than Dan Beebe? No, uh-uh. I don't. I have more faith in him to run a good conference, but not with this. Bob Bowlesby is a good peacetime commissioner. Right. We're about to exit the peacetime. You need Winston Churchill of college sports right now. And that's not Larry Scott, who's just an absolute charlatan scam artist. I mean, you need someone who really is on top of things. Lee Corso for Big 12 Commissioner. <laughs> oh, God, I love Lee. We're expanding, and here's the first pick. And he pulls out the headset. Every time we get into sports negotiations, so they keep recycling the same guys. The guy that was in charge of the bowl coalition is now in charge of the playoff. I'm like, why? What? It, no. We keep coming up with better ideas and putting the same people in charge of it. I don't understand what a small isolated fraternity the college sports world has become. Unless you go into realignment and what's profitable, then they'll stab each other in the back while the Big 12 says, hey, can I hold your beer while you do it? It's craziness. Crazy. I'm not going to be able to add any sound in there. 
There's nothing no. funny about it. Fired up, though. It's Content. It was a good one. We're going to get our first overtime fired up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. From Anderson Bluemont once again, have any of you bought Dogecoin? Because if you have, you might be rich now. Oh, for God's sake, Man. Zach, talk. Man, I <laughs> I remember when it was like six or seven cents a couple months ago, and I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool to buy a little bit of it. No, I didn't buy any. It wouldn't even be that much. I mean, yeah, it's up a lot since it was six or seven cents, but not like I bought in when it was less than a cent, less than half a cent, less than a thousandth of a cent this was started as a joke right it's a joke it's a meme and like if you think about the financials and the economics of dogecoin there's no market cap like you can just keep printing dogecoin and dogecoin and dogecoin like there is no value to this currency because it is not scarce with bitcoin at least there's a finite amount of bitcoin and 75 percent or so of it i believe has been mined already so i am a flash and there's only 25% that can be mined over the next 120 years or whatever it is. So, and as, as you mine it, it'll get harder. It's not true for Dogecoin. Dogecoin is just, it's for, <laughs> it's for giggles. It's to say, ha ha, you know, it's, it's a joke. It's a meme. I don't know how else to put it, but. No, it's also a way for very wealthy people to play a joke on everyone else and get even more wealthy. It's true. Which part of me makes me want to get into just finding all these stupid cryptos that are less than a penny buy a hundred dollars worth and you have a hundred thousand pieces of whatever that crypto is and if it ever gets to a dollar congrats you're rich you know just stuff stuff like that i didn't pay attention enough in econ to understand any of this conversation. oh no let's go over this again no no they're gonna teach you this in econ no i mean you're not, gonna learn, you're not gonna learn this in a university i mean like think about like business for me like i got a business degree the stuff I learned was five years behind by the time that I was in school. The stuff they're probably getting around to now, like with social media, digital stuff, mm-hmm. they're probably just getting to that now. They should have been doing it five years ago. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's just how education works, at least with business and stuff like this, economics. Hey, fellow old farts, we're going to, within our lifetime, now we think about... What the people that were old to us went through, I mean, cars, phones, television, all those things we take for granted. Our grandkids or their children are going to be using virtual monetary substances to pay to be parts of virtual reality realms in which they will spend a good part of their life existing in a place that doesn't exist because virtual reality will be so intense and realistic and they'll be able to do things and feel like they're doing things without doing a damn thing. My anxiety has kept me up for over 50 hours. (laughs) We are about to enter the most bizarre, unbelievable science fiction future in which people will be at home doing stuff, but not doing stuff. What does that even mean? Paying to go into a club in this virtual reality to interact with people that aren't real, but feel real, look real, but may not look anything like what they are. It is, what is coming is so bizarre and unfathomable to me. It's probably hard for you guys to understand it. It's coming, though. They're designing virtual reality worlds in which they expect people to spend most of their waking hours existing, whether they're being social or running businesses that are in existence within that virtual reality. I'm sorry, everybody. What were we talking about? Do we live in a simulation? Well, maybe, but we sure as are going to make one for ourselves to live in. (laughs) Literally. It's unbelievable what's coming in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Buy those NFTs now. NFTs are the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. I can't even wrap my mind around it. You don't own the Mona Lisa. You own the only copy of this video that lives within this existence. Yeah. Right? Basically. It's not real. You actually did a good job of explaining an NFT. I mean, it's Somewhere. like owning a piece of art. I can own a a photo of the Mona Lisa. I can have it's a like photo. It's like a baseball card. 
you can have a PSA 10 baseball card, you know, whatever. It's the nicest grade. You know, it could be a one of one even, you know, if it's the, if it's a super fractor, whatever, you know, that's the only one of that. I mean, it's just that digitized, but fake, fake, but you can prove ownership on the blockchain. I agree. Even the young guys are freaking out over here. It's unbelievable. I don't get it, but I want to get in on it. Yeah. I can make fake stuff for people to buy. You have com- you have completely mind f- me right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, we have the 26 minute park. Wow. I don't think I've ever cussed on on a podcast. But that was fitting. That really was, worked in well. It did work well. I the we actually, NFT thing just blows my mind. I really can't. Who was the one that just sold one recently that I was like, what are they selling? I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, there's plenty of them. Tops just started making baseball NFTs. No, it was an so, athlete or something. I mean, Mahomes has made NFTs. You know, he made like 3.7 million or something That's in like it was. 15 minutes. Gronk made like 2 million in the about, about the same amount of time. So basically, um, we're talking to bring this back to K State Sports. The same people that's pay an outrageous amount of money for a suite in which to sit in are buying NFTs <laughs> to say they have it. You're pretty cocky for someone whose job is obsolete because of the internet. You to know, say they have the one thing in this virtual reality of this Patrick Mahomes shirtless photo, which I don't think exists, but there you go. To make a connection to the questions podcast, NFTs are probably going to be a significant amount of a source of NIL income. For athletes, take Skylar Thompson for example. You know, if someone wants to partner with him, once you know everything becomes, you know, legal with NIL, you know, let's say somebody makes ten NFTs for Skylar Thompson, sets them at auction for a week. What would they know? be? Just pictures, gifs. The uh, a lot of stuff you got like at least with athletes and art. I mean, they got to be kind of artsy because you're not going to have licensing unless you want to pay for the licensing, which you're probably not going to get the licensing. So you're not going to be able to have any logos or anything on it, but it'll be pictures of him. Okay, so I'm going to bring this back around to something maybe we can wrap our minds around. Harry Potter, the statues that are animated and move and stuff in a virtual reality, that type of thing. You know what I mean? I'm not a Harry Potter guy. I thought you were. (sighs) No. You seem like a dork. You're not? (laughs) No, not a Harry Potter dork. Hello. But yeah, I mean, they exist, but they don't. They're it. Uh, I don't understand. Anderson Blumont, thanks. Yeah, thanks. The humans will be right back. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride-or-die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The ads are done. Speak humans. Cole's got this. Oh my God. Take my job. <clears throat> Cole, go. From Chris66204. Have you ever sold blood? 
plasma, <laughs> or other fluids to make weekend beer money? Was it to a legitimate outlet or just someone down the hall? <laughs> I've never sold. I, it's funny because I don't mind donating blood. It's very important that you replenish my body with electrolytes after every involuntary loss of bodily fluids. But I've never I done hate it. it. No. I mean, I'll, I'll donate blood, but I don't know that anyone wants it. And nobody wants anything else for me. Well, it's off the table now with prostate cancer. But, um, yeah, no, I haven't. I've never been to that point in my life. I'm a spoiled kid. I never had to go sell blood to have enough money to go to Aggieville. So I pass out when I give blood. Wow. Blood on other people doesn't bother me. Like, I can do first aid on someone that's, like, really, you know, if they got, like, a busted open face, you know, like, at the pool, like, that would happen oddly frequently. <laughs> someone just has a crimson mask, and you're just like, yeah, all right, just put on some gloves and wipe it up, and you're good. Maybe go to the hospital, get some stitches, but blood coming out of me through a tube and a needle into a, a little vial? No, I don't like looking at it. I don't enjoy the experience, and it's not pleasant. So, no, I don't donate things. No, me neither. Yeah, I, I've got a lot of friends that do that. It's called CSL Plasma. You guys know? Yeah, right yeah. over there. Yeah, right. A closer. lot of them go all the time and and do that. But I I'm with you, Zach. No thanks. I mean, my, my, I'm brother, glad, my, my brother-in-law actually works at CSL. He hey. does. He's he does plasma stuff. I mean, we need that. I mean, it's a legitimate thing. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not looking down on anyone who does it. Now selling your. Yeah, you might end up with forty children that you don't know about. That bothers me. <laughs> Have you seen that movie with Vince Vaughn? No. There's he, a movie. He still I've, makes movies? I've seen the trailer. I forget what it's called, but he like does that and he has like literally like 13 kids. Well, there's I've gotten onto the side of TikTok where people are like, oh, yeah, I have like 20 different siblings that we've, we've all met and now. We've, met, we've met now. And they've now met their father. Yeah. Who has his own family. How weird would that be? See, that's the thing is uh when you're going about the business in a small room, Probably looking at a magazine. I'm old. It used to be in print. I hate to tell you that. Or you're watching something on your phone. Probably like a Vince Vaughn movie because that will get you going. Um, you don't think about these little soldiers are going to go off and wage war and, and create little human beings all over the place. Delivery Man is the name of the movie, by the way. Wow. 533 children, by the way, is how many kids. That's how many he had? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I since I'm taking Gills's that's, that's, job, that's a lot of <laughs> off right there. Jeez. Oh no 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 Two o four again. Rank these activities in order of most to least likely for you to partake in. Skydiving, bull riding, or running with the bulls. I uh, Gills, you're young and healthy. What's your answers? Well, I just have a few questions. If if I'm skydiving, am I guaranteed to make the ground, or is it like a normal skydive? I think like, it's just normal. What do you What do you mean? What's the difference between guaranteed and I normal? I guess you're always going to make it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be quite a skydive. I'm still falling. Okay, make it to the ground alive. The parachute is the parachute gonna no work? No guarantees. Then I don't want to skydive at all. I'd rather do bull stuff. Uh, I'm taking running with the bulls is number one. See, I, I think that's I will the do deadliest. That. No, mm. nobody dies running with the bulls. Yes, in they Camp do, Island. and it's always some American from Kansas. I'm gonna go to Spain and run with the bulls. I've been around a bull before. I'm pretty damn fast. Oh. Shit. I'm running with the bulls in charge first. of construction, Cecil. <laughs> same thing. I've got a limited number of characters. <laughs> I'm I'm skydiving second, and I'm bull riding third. See, I'd rather ride a bull first because I feel like if you fall off, I mean, sure, people die doing that, but you can get trampled. You can be gored. I mean, you can be gored running with the bulls, but just don't be last. Do you not have any confidence in me to not be last? That's the thing. That's all you have to do. Just beat the bull. Skydiving is number three by far. Good. No way I'm doing that. Good. I'm with you. Uh, then I'm riding a bull because I feel like you only got to do it for eight seconds. And when you fall off, you just go run and jump on the jump on the side. But if you run with the bulls, you fall, if you trip, you're donezo. 
The most likely event that you'll be injured in is bull riding. I don't think that's like, I, I, I don't get injured, think you can, I just don't want to die. You know what I mean? But you're not going to get injured or die if you skydive, most likely. You're not going to get injured or die if you run with the bulls, most likely. Bull riding, you are taking a hit. You are going to the ground. You are unpadded. That is dangerous. You also can make a lot more money being a good bull rider than you can. But we're not talking about making jacket. money. We're doing this one time. I feel like everyone listening right now, particularly the older demographics, thinking... What's the old fat guy going to do? <laughs> okay. I'm not running from the bulls. Here's the key. If you're in the wilderness, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun your friend. <laughs> That's all. I'm the guy who can't outrun jack crap. Running from the bulls is out. Riding bulls involves incredible strength, balance, in a nice center of gravity, particularly for a smaller person, like a gymnast type, you know, most bull riders are just little guys because they've got good body control. I'm out. Skydiving involves jumping out of a perfectly good plane. Like uh, I just saw a video on uh, the Facebook of uh, Joe Bob Clements skydived. I didn't see any flames. I didn't see anyone with a gun. I don't know why he jumped out of a perfectly good plane with a perfectly good another man strapped to his back. I find all that bizarre, but he did it and he survived. I'll be honest here. If I find out the cancer's going to get me, I'm probably going to go to skydive. Because why? What the hell do I have to lose? Mm -hmm. But I probably have to lose a lot of weight to be eligible to be strapped to someone. I mean, no no skydiving instructor is going to go, yeah, I want the 330-pound fat ass strapped to my chest. Because I know gravity, I know how it works. You fall at the same speed, but I have a feeling I fall faster. I think I defy gravity. I think we'll just get there a lot faster. And he'll misjudge it and forget to pull the shoot. because it'll be slower to slow you down. Take that's, longer. Yeah, well, that's probably true. It, the the actual parachute part would go faster because I'd be heavier. So I'd probably be skydiving, but let's be honest. I have not read a story once about a guy falling out of his recliner and dying. <laughs> There's perfectly healthy people out there running that are going to drop dead from a heart attack. I'm not dropping dead of a heart attack on the way to the fridge to get another Fresca. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't do any of those things, but it would be skydiving because I can't sit on a bowl. I can barely sit on a chair, and I can't outrun anything. So, no. No, I've never – even when I was healthy, I didn't understand opting to run from bowls. Zach, do you want to ask the next question? Is this a soccer question? No. Well, I don't know why I have <laughs> no, to ask. Oh, I just ask. heard him getting all excited when he was picking the questions, and I knew which one he was going to pick. I think, I think Fitz has to ask a question mm, at the end. This is an exciting question. So from Chris66204, no cheating by prepping ahead of time. I, I'm convinced that nobody cheated ahead of time. It's a pop quiz. Name the seven dwarfs. Sleepy, Grumpy, Gus. What? I don't know. Gus is not a droopy dwarf. I'm not perfect. Fluffy. <laughs> He's just dopey. Dopey. Happy. Happy. Really? There's yeah. happy. Yeah. Grumpy. Gus. I think Gus's name is happy. <laughs> what? Uh, Are you pulling him up, Cole? I. <laughs> He's cheating. I We're not cheating. We're, we're checking. We're checking. We, Fact checking. We've we've got happy. We've got dopey. We've got grumpy. Grumpy, sneezy, sleepy, doc, dopey, happy, bashful. Oh, yeah. I think Fitz got six of those seven, right? He didn't get doc. He didn't get bashful. Gus. Is Gus. <laughs> Who is Gus? I don't know. He's one of the dwarfs. Uh, one of them is probably named Steve. But sneezy sounded better. This one actually didn't go as well as I thought it would. I thought I was better than that, but apparently not. Oh, man. What do you think happened? I got like three. Next question from DPT Cat. New. Welcome to the podcast. I put the new. Yeah, there's a question mark there, Cole. Question mark. You got to learn. I don't know if he's new or not. No, his username just says new. I was like, I don't. I don't. DPT. 
penis. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what DPT what says. You, what on well, I didn't know what when the dang day stood for. WW. We don't know. I don't know what DP. I'm trying to come up with it. I'm not going to. DP. Maybe it's something Ben Newman came up with. And everyone knows DPT, but I don't. I don't know. Don't sass me. You're told you have to win an eating contest to keep your life, but you get to pick the food. What food is it, and how many could you eat in 10 minutes? Mm. Who am I competing against? If we're competing against professional eaters... Yeah, no. Anybody sitting at this table. If we're doing it between the table, uh, I think I could probably eat more hot dogs than all of you. I'm in favor of a lot of things, like hot dogs. Maybe. I don't know about fits. I don't... Uh, it, I think it I wouldn't be the hot dog. It would be all the bread I'd get. I uh, love bread. Mm. Ten minutes. Yeah. I know none of you are going to pick what I'm about to say, so I want to hear your answer. Pizza. Pizza? Never heard of it. Pizza, that's good. Pepperoni Pepperoni pizza. I could uh, – this is bad, but I could sit down and I could eat a whole entire pizza for that's, dinner that's and probably for lunch. We're, are we talking about Single Little Caesars, pepperoni, no, hot no, and ready? No, I'm talking – Hang on. My God, he's, he pimps for them so much. I will say, Little Caesars, I've done that in the past. I'm, I'm but 10 minutes? Honest. We're talking about 10 minutes. I think I could get close to a whole pizza in 10 minutes if I really tried. I agree. I, w- I want to compete at this point because I think I could. Like you said, pizza. I wasn't thinking of pizza. I, I think I could get that. We should look at the uh, ounce equivalent of a large pepperoni pizza and equate that to hot dogs. Oh, I'll 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 play pizza. I don't have to do hot dogs. Okay. You have to fold it up like a sandwich. And that sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Gills? Sunflower seeds. You have to crack them and spit them out and chew them. In 10 minutes? Yeah, I think I would beat all of you. I know Cole's a baseball player, so that might be a, yeah. a fun competition. If you eat too many sunflower seeds, you almost like get a burn in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my gums are kind of messed up. I'm not going to lie. So I've taken a break, but yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm going to pick something that I don't think's ever been in a food eating contest before, but I could, if they're good, I could eat them all day. Egg rolls. Mm. I'm, Egg not rolls. Gonna, I'm not going to try competing you with you there. Egg that's, rolls. A, that's a pretty good one. They're easy to eat. Right. Like P.F. Chang's, like their yeah. egg rolls. Uh, when the, the Chinese place we ate at here, Happy Family. No, that's Happy not Valley. Right. Happy Valley. Before it went out of business, their egg rolls were unbelievable. A lot of egg rolls are pretty bad. Like Dylan's, they're Chinese. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? You got to do better than this. Same thing with Ivy. They're bad. Yeah. I vomited somewhere in this room. I don't remember where though. Quick Trip egg rolls are my favorite. I've had them Ooh. before. They're okay. Taquitos. Mm-hmm. Like That's tornadoes, you like from high or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, I might, I might be in on a corn dog eating contest. I'm Nancy, out. You're out. I'm out. Too much. I feel like Fitz. You're just trying to pick foods that I don't like. <laughs> I just figured he was. I picking, like hot dogs. Picking foods that were round. I just saw a really interesting thing on uh, while we were our last night in Florida when it was uh, we were just killing time. We were watching something on the Food Channel or something about, and the episode we saw was about Nathan's hot dogs. How they were invented. How that how he started up. He worked for someone else and then came up with his own thing and undercut the prices and then came up with a hot dog eating contest. Hmm. So we'd have to eat Nathan's, wouldn't we? The little skinny Nathans? They're not little and they're not skinny. They're big and long. That's what she said. <laughs> mm. I've been trying to sell that story for a long time. <laughs> I mean, you watch that You watch that hot dog contest at Coney Island, and you see the size of those hot dogs. They're pretty big. What does that even mean? Aren't they the same ones you get at the store, though? They are longer than a lot of hot dogs. Yeah, I mean, you could very... buy some small ones that are mm. Nathans. It was fascinating how he did it and he kind of came up with the mass production before mcdonald's or anyone else did it Hmm. because during the depression it was a way to get meat at an affordable cost for your family you could have a hot dog and actually have some meat and protein speaking of hot dogs oh boy from chris 66204 what pro athlete do you love to hate I don't get wrapped up in pro athletes as much. I don't. I, I don't know if I'm the right person to answer this. Mine's Robinson Cano. Mm. 
2012 All Star game. And it's not a great like it's not a great current one. Like who cares what he's doing currently? But just he's suspended. That uh, PEDs. Yep. Oh, good for him. First suspension. Uh, I think it's his second because it's a 162. Oh, he's out for the year. Jeez. Um. Yeah. No wonder the, he could hit home runs. The Major League Baseball All Star Game Home Run Derby 2012. That was the most fun I've ever had at a sporting event, I think, in my life. Booing Robinson Cano nonstop (laughs) for 10 minutes. It was amazing how everybody came together with the hate of a single person. And in every home run derby since, Major League Baseball has said, we're going to put a hometown person in the the contest. Seemed like a no-brainer. It's silly because all the fans are local. I know that, and you know, when at the time of the All Star Game, everyone was talking about like, "Oh, it's just a bunch of corporate people." It really isn't. It's mostly local fans that go to these All Star Games because you only get them once every thirty years, or you're close to it anyway. Um, Kevin Durant, I really dislike what? him. Who says that? Was that you, Zach? Yeah, that was me. Why? Uh, okay, I liked Why? Kevin Durant at Oklahoma City. But, yeah, I was fine with him okay. up until when he went to Golden State. Yeah, I don't hate him, but chasing rings and but that move but, yeah. to leave, I was not happy with him. But but Tom Brady, no one will top that. I respect his greatness, I truly do. But I love I love hating him. I love it. Draymond Green, that's a good one. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. He's not very likable. I, I think uh, probably Jose Batista was one that bothered me for the Blue Jays. See, I kind of like him oh. and Josh Donaldson. Just because the Royals beat him, I got to like him. Now, if the Blue Jays would have beat the Royals, then I would have hated them forever. But since they beat him, and then Rugnet Odor punched him in the face the next season, that made it a lot better, too. What was that dude that, that slid into second and hit Escobar's? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm, uh, Brett Lowry. Oh, Brett Lowry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. That's a good that's one. That's why I was People on here trying to look. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, could, I didn't like Josh Donaldson that much until I peed next to him, and I thought that's, that's a bonding experience. I didn't take a peek at the MVP, but, yeah, I could have. He was right there. What local pro athlete do you love to hate? That's a, a bonus question from Cole Carmody 52. Lo- local, like, we don't have pro athletes in Manhattan, Kansas. Colorado, Kansas City, Oklahoma City. Christian Brown. He's pro. Yeah. Um, He's getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> pro athlete. <clears throat> uh, I can't, I, no. Larry no. Johnson for me. Larry Johnson. The running back for the Chiefs. Oh. Does that ring any bells? Yeah. It's a long time ago. I can't think of anybody on the Chiefs or the Royals recently that I haven't liked. Or even Sporting KC. I can think of a bunch of them. Joey Gathright used to play for the Royals. I hated that guy. You didn't like Joey Gathright? <laughs> what a random. He hit his only home run in front of me. He sucked. I was there for his one major league career home run. Omar Infante was Kyle Farnsworth bad. was another one I didn't I like. I liked Omar Infante. He was what he was. He was not good in what he was. I know. He was good enough. Do you remember Irving Falou? I do. Angel Barroa. Oh. Do, do you also we're, know we're that just, we're going down memory lane of not these <laughs> players were not hated. Did you know that this winter there was hardly any cases of Irving flu <laughs> or regular flu or seasonal flu? <laughs> oh God! We're Last just naming off random Royals players: Scott Pudsednik, Ken Harvey, and the Tarp. Ken Harvey, Ken Harvey, and the Tarp. Gilmesh, opening day starter. <laughs> Last question of the podcast, because Lord knows we've been here too long, from Adam K sixty three. Is there a fruit and vegetable that you wish to eliminate altogether? Which ones would Ca- it be? Cauliflower. Cauliflower. Yes. It's so lazy; it doesn't even have color. Cauliflower. It's horrible. I don't understand. People now are using it to make healthy stuff. Gills, you probably eat cauliflower, don't you? I surprisingly don't. Yeah. But um, no, I don't understand it. It you fake. Like mashed potatoes with cauliflower. You can fake all kinds of stuff with cauliflower. You want to know why? Because it sucks. You don't want to eat it. It's horrible. Cauliflower. It should be illegal. There's it nothing be illegal even... to pass them off as potatoes. It's a, it, there's nothing even close. Well, 
Brussels sprouts are probably up there. But at least they try. At least they try. At least they they have a little color to them. They make a little effort there, even if they taste like sweaty feet. I don't want to discuss that anymore. Um, Cauliflower. Just cauliflower. And all fruits are good. Personally, I hate mangoes. Mm. So this triggers you here? Mangoes are a little bit. I'm not a big fruit person. I don't like mangoes. I don't really like peaches or pears. Pears aren't that good. Pears. I I think pears are probably the fruit I would vote to eliminate. Yeah, I'm with you, Zach. Pears. Like really good pears are good, but they're not. That's like a small window of opportunity for pears. Pears are like the fruit fly. They just don't have much good time in them. Pears are like the the bad apple. It's a bad apple that is too soft. Does a crab apple count as a fruit? I don't. I thought that was a seafood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a crab. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was like uh, Rocky Mountain oysters, but the crab version. <laughs> My vegetable, though, I'm voting peas. Get rid of peas. Really? Disgusting. I like peas with little onions in them. I hate, onions. I hate when peas are in stuff. <coughs> Bless you. Did I just sneeze on you? No. <laughs> that wasn't a sound effect, folks. I'm leaving that sucker in. That was a good sneeze. That came out of nowhere. Oh. He's in the middle of a sentence and all of a sudden, yeah! Celery for me. Yeah, celery. Like water. Celery is the only taste. food that, what, it burns more calories than it? You, you take in, so it's like actually a good way to lose weight. I, I think probably eating fiber class would do the same thing. Probably flush you out more than the calories. Loose corn is my second pick. That's a great name for a band. No. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we done down this rabbit hole? We're, this is it, I guess. We, there, yeah. I really didn't have to add much to this thing because either it was serious or just so stupid it stood on its own. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the overtime. I hope you had fun with it. We had fun recording it. Uh, and if you left 30 minutes ago, uh, you didn't hear this, but bye. I don't know what to say to you if you're not here. It's kind of how I went through my love life through college. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.